Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What is better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert here on the Thursday, October 20th episode of Draft Dudes. And we are very excited to go through our weekly watch list. We're going to do a baby big board today. we got a lot of fun stuff. It's just two guys being dudes here. Kyle and Chris, best friends for life. Uh, the AFC East odd couple with a Jets fan and a Dolphins fan, but we love each other anyway. We've been doing this podcast together a really long time, and uh, there's nobody I'd rather share the mic with here, Chris, other than you. So happy National Chicken and Waffle Day to you, my best friend and co-host, Chris Schubert. Thank you. I don't know what ulterior motive you have with that intro there, because you there never is say nothing. nice things about me. Maybe it's, oh, I know what it is. You're buttering me up because you're losing your voice. And so you're getting all the stuff out now. So when I have to carry the remainder of the show later, well, that you're going to be. Not carry the remainder of the show, but, you know, I, I just appreciate, you know, friends are here for each other. And with oh. me, we got to do the podcast. My voice is going out and, yeah. and you're here. And that means so much to me that I just want to make sure I properly effuse my appreciation for you here as we do today's episode of of draft dudes well thank you i appreciate that and, and you know you you consider us best friends right but do you know who the show is best friends with uh bet online. our friends over at bet online Duh. right and fo- football is back bet online the your number one source for all your football betting needs this season you'll find the latest odds matchup info player news and game trends and as your continued source for sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests live scores and giveaways all season long they're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like major league baseball mma tennis boxing and even golf head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100 welcome bonus with your First deposit. Make sure to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And as Kyle mentioned, we have the weekly watch list. We're going to go through the college slate, the pro slate. Uh, we have a baby big board. We might get to. No one cares about your fantasy team. Let's see how Kyle's voice holds up throughout the remainder yeah. of the show. And Let's we'll, find out. We'll potentially get there. But today's baby big board topic, because it is National Chicken and Waffles Day, we decided to baby big board the top five ways to eat chicken. That's what you're getting on the show today. Uh, very pumped. top, very pumped top about five that. Some food chicken takes. dishes. Yes, food takes for everybody because they love uh, to see that. So, Kyle, if you, would you like me to go first for the for the games? My weekly watch list. No, I'd like to treat this as as much as business as usual as possible. And okay. I know you you obviously have the mid major that you want to come over the top with, but I do. We got some good games that that we need to be paying attention to uh, tonight. We have Virginia at Georgia Tech. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Chris, did you cheat and look at ticket prices, by the way? I, I So I'm on ESPN, and it shows somewhat of the ticket prices. I, we do need to have – I'm so glad you brought this up. We have to bring this up. I have to use one of my three timeouts here. So uh, already? We, yeah, it's early. I know. I, I can't take them with me to tomorrow's show, though. We talked about the tickets for Texas last week being only $2. 
I had a lovely listener of the show reach out to me and say, hey, guys, I, I understand that you said it was $2, but that's just for the Champions Club, which is like a little zone where you can just watch the game with other people. It's not actually in the building. So I just want us to be careful about what this. What kind yeah. of... And I checked it. I I, I, I went in two, and I looked. So they, they have a $2 cover charge to go into an area? Okay, I don't know if that's exactly what it is, but it, it is not an Get actual piped, seat guys. in the stadium. There's a place where you can... What are you, you talking can... about? Yeah. Not so you, let, I... Chris. Not this person no. either. We appreciate you reaching out, but that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So I just so when when we find the lowest ticket, we should probably just do a double check to make sure it's an actual nah, seat in, in nah. okay. It, all it's right, a seat, right. it's a ticket to watch the game. Okay. By the way, Chris, if you want to come over um and watch any games on Saturday, uh the cover charge is $150 to come and sit in my house. Wow. If you're so, interested, I, so. so I have to the plane ticket, the Uber to your house, and then the hundred dollar for oh, the I'll, I'll, I'll come pick you up. I'll just charge you oh. for the gas. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll pass. Yeah. Thank you though. Thanks, oh, though. okay. I'm just making making sure you're aware. Uh, Friday, Tulsa at Temple and UAB at Western Kentucky. So just a handful of games uh, throughout the, the end of the work week. Syracuse at number five, Clemson. Sean Tucker against the uh, Clemson defense is one that I am very much looking forward to in the early slate. I suppose my second TV will be on Iowa, Ohio State. Uh, although I expect Iowa will probably score 10 points and Ohio State will score a great many deal more than that, but that's okay. Uh, the three o'clock slate is where it's at. If we're being completely honest, you're going to need a lot of TVs for the three o'clock slate. So number seven, Ole Miss at LSU. Okay. That's a compelling game. It's on CBS. Uh, number nine, UCLA at number 10, Oregon. Just get rid of, listen, folks, if I got to tell you right now, if you have chores that you got to do, you got to mow the lawn. You got to get the, the fall decorations out for Halloween. Get it you over gotta, with. Be done by the time this game starts. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Yeah. This is where you want to be. game. And Brentley Weissman's been pounding the table talking about how good Bo Nix has been playing since the Georgia game, which makes sense, right? It's a national scale, like big time game. So Bo Nix isn't going to play well, but like, Bonix is always kind of been a toolsy guy who we've been waiting to just put it all together. And it sounds like he's playing really good football for the Ducks. So two top 10 Pac-12 teams, UCLA and Oregon, going toe-to-toe. I'm very much looking forward to that one. Number 20, Texas at number 11, Oklahoma State. Hello, lady. I mean, that – can I put one eyeball in each game and just leave him there? I, I think that's that's allowed. Yeah, this is a huge game for Oklahoma State coming off of the, the loss to TCU last week in which they didn't Forget they, they gave that. Up. It's a huge game for Texas, man. They're rolling right now. Offensively, I know they struggled a little bit with Iowa State, but they steamrolled Oklahoma. Quinn Ewers getting his feet back under him again. I'm more excited for the Texas side of this than I am the Oklahoma State side of this. Okay, that's lots lots to be excited about on both ends of the spectrum there for that game. Um, let's see. As we continue into the 7 o'clock slate, you have Mississippi State at Alabama looking to bounce back from the loss. Then you also have Minnesota at Penn State. Penn State looking to bounce back from the big loss to Michigan. And 8 o'clock, you have Kansas State number 17 at number 8 TCU. And if TCU can play efficient football, Oh my, because we, we did the film study last night, or I guess it was Tuesday night with the 
uh, TD and Premium Discord members where we put on, we wanted to watch TCU offense versus Oklahoma, and they put all these points on the board. Our watch, it's like, man, we had more negative than positive for like half the TCU plays, and they still managed to drop like 60 on Oklahoma. Yeah, there's we could we could we could score a lot more. We could be a little bit more efficient with how we get there, uh, specifically in that game. But yeah, they're they're six and zero. They control their own destiny in the in the Big Twelve right now, and this is a big game for both sides. The Big Twelve playing very well. Got a lot of ranked teams so far. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably where my eyes are are most pressed throughout each one of the major college slots this weekend. It's a solid uh, weekend of football. It's not a crazy good weekend of college football, though. You know me. I have to give you the mid-major game of the week, and it's tough because it's in the same slot as Syracuse-Clemson. But I will have ESPN on, Kyle, because I will be watching the 21st-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats take on SMU in Texas. I will be watching uh, Rasheed Rice of SMU. It's one of, of my dudes this year. And so uh, a mid-major game in the American Conference between Cincinnati and SMU, that will be on the docket. Okay, so now the question is, what is the, what is, what is the cheapest ticket for a game yeah. between two Power 5 teams? So Power 5 teams, okay. A.K.A. a conference game. Okay. I think I can actually do this where I can, I can move the screen. Yes, I, I've now got the screen to where I can't see the ticket prices, but I can see the games. And I am confirming these are, these are tickets in the stadium. These are this tickets is now a thing that we have to do. Yeah, oh, we have to just double check. Um, okay, okay. I'm, I'm scrolling through. It might be Purdue, Wisconsin. That's what it might be. Are, are you going to have any more thorough process than that, or are you just going to see that and latch onto it? I, I probably, based on what you're telling me, I probably should have a more thorough process than that. So allow me to just scroll through one more time to make sure. Oof. Boy, boy, would that, boy, does that one stand out as one that could potentially be. All right. We'll, we'll file that one away. Um, I would like to change my guess. I would like to change my answer. Duke okay, Miami is my guess. You know, this is why we ask you to double check your work because Duke Miami for $7, you can sit in the 300 level at Hard Rock Stadium where these two teams are going to showcase against one another. Now, what is most interesting to me? Okay. Chris, if you wanted to sit, do you, do you like sitting at the 50 yard line or do you like sitting in the end zone looking down? I'm an end zone. Give me the all 22 angle. Okay. So if you wanted to sit in the end zone, in the lower bowl at Hard Rock okay. Stadium. Okay. Okay. And you wanted to sit as close to the field as possible and spend less than $15. How close do you think you could get? Lower, you said lower bowl? Lower bowl, end zone, center section. So you're looking right through the uprights. You're, you're probably, you're probably three quarters of the way up. Man, okay. I don't know how many rows there are here. Okay. The low, you, the furthest row back I see is thirty. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I didn't know you were looking for a number. I would have guessed better then. My apologies. No, that's fine. That's fine. I so want to sit. Spending less thirty is the the last row in the section. Okay. How far up can you get and spend less than than twenty dollars? You can get to row 17. Row 10. Whoa, we would get nice and close. 
Nice and close. For $13, row 10, 132. I might go. (laughs) I'm going to be in Miami. I might go. Oh, you're going. I'm going for Sunday Night Football, yeah. I forgot that you were going this weekend. Yeah, I mean. Yes. I mean, I'm flying out. I land in Miami at 9.30 a.m. on Saturday morning. It's worth the $15, I think. Depends close. on if it's in the sun or not. It's oh, that's a great point. Mid eighties. It's a there. great point. Cover your ears, Bills fans. The sun in Hard Rock Stadium. Um, I mean, this that's been a problem for Miami forever. They can't get students to go to the games because it's so far away. Right, it's a nightmare, and so it's a nightmare. It's a disaster. They they need to. We need a better solution there for Miami. And the two teams aren't playing particularly well. Duke had that hot start, but they've kind of given it away here as of late. So, not surprised. Miami does. Miami does have some defensive talent. That is of interest. They got some skill guys. Van Dyke, I've cooled on pretty significantly. Thought was thought he was a big projection guy anyway. So uh, that that's it for your college uh, ticket seat update for this okay. weekend as well. So let's flip the script to Sunday, in which the uh, the NFL slate is going on. And I will tell you, folks, it's not a great slate. It's not a slate that I think you get the. We don't have Bills, Chiefs. We don't have Cowboys, Eagles. We don't. We just don't have those kind of marquee matchups that I think you circle and go, "Oh boy, these these are ones you have to make time for." So, Kyle, I'll start if if you don't mind. Yep. And I'll pick a game in each box that I think makes sense. So, in the one o'clock slate, I guess Colts Titans because they're these are two teams that are, are trying to win the AFC South, and the Titans are coming off a bye, and the Colts found a way to win, and, and I just I want to see what that looks like. In the in the late afternoon window, I guess I'm going to take Chiefs 49ers. That is the right answer. It's the only answer that I think. May, I'm not picking Texans Raiders. I'll tell you that much. Seahawks Chargers could be fun though. Could be, but I'll I'll take my bets with Chiefs 49ers, and then you have Steelers Dolphins on on Sunday night, which I think will be fun. And then you can miss me with the with the Monday night game. You can just take that, and do whatever you want with it. What's what's really interesting to me is we got a lot of big spreads this weekend. Uh, let's I mean, see you have you have so Cincinnati and Atlanta is two, three, and three teams, and the Bengals are favored by six. Okay, Dallas favored by seven at home against Detroit. And seven I, and I'm a not half. Say, According to our friends, ESPN over has seven. So excuse me, I'm just looking at the schedule layout that they have, but. Defer to bet online. It's it's more accurate and more fun. And uh, so what's what's the Bengals Falcons six spread? six you okay, six so, for that. So the Ravens six. the Ravens are seven point favorites at home against the Browns. The Bucks are eleven point favorites on the road at Carolina. The Raiders the are Raiders. seven point seven points at home against the Texans. The, the one and four Raiders are touchdown favorites at home. Yeah, Chargers by six and a half. Uh, that yes, Chargers by six and a half. Yes, Dolphins by seven. That's what I have, yes. And then Patriots by seven and a half. Eight and a half, according to our friends Eight over at Bet Online. Eight and a half. There you go. Oh, man. So any other games stand out to you that I didn't mention there? Um, I'm kind of interested to see Browns-Ravens at in the one o'clock slate just because those are teams that, um, for different reasons, had high expectations, and obviously it's – Still early in the season, but two and four Browns and three and three Ravens, and the Ravens gave away double digit second half leads in both of those games, and are in all three of the games that they've lost. And 
I just think that one's going to be pretty interesting for the stakes. And, you know, the Browns really need this one to avoid getting buried. But the Ravens, you've kind of seen some cracks. Marlon Humphrey on social media kind of alluding to insanity being the definition of doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And then John Harbaugh being asked about that. And um, I just think that that's really interesting from a long-term AFC playoff uh, perspective because of what we've expected from Baltimore and then Cleveland, obviously they have to try and keep things afloat as best as they can until uh, Jacoby Brissett's no longer the starting quarterback. So here is the one thing that I will tell you that excites me the most about this weekend of, of football as a Jets fan. And you have this as a Dolphins fan more often than not, your team is playing in the one o'clock window. You're playing in the early slate where all the other games are being played. And as an avid consumer of Red Zone, it is very difficult to watch Red Zone and then on the other screen have the Jets game on. It's just hard because my focus just bounces back and forth. The Jets play in the afternoon. They play in the 4 o'clock window for me, which is the 1 o'clock window out here on the West Coast against the Broncos, which means the entire morning slate, I can just watch Red Zone. There's no stress. There's no bouncing back and forth. There's no Scott being ahead of the stream that I'm watching of the jet games. So things get spoiled for me. There's none of that stress. There's just enjoy some football. And then in the afternoon, put jets Broncos, which I believe I'm going to get locally TV wise because the Cardinals play on Sunday. I play on Thursday. They play tonight, which means that the TV broadcasts are free up to play whatever games they want. And jets Broncos, I think from the map perspective would be in this area. Chris, Yes, this is you mentioned your team and my team, and this is uncharted waters for the Miami Dolphins. You know how many Sunday times they do you know how many times they've played on Sunday Night Football? It's probably a low amount based on the inflection of your voice here. 10, 12 times. Chris, it's lower than that. It's lower than, in the history of the Dolphins or just recently. Certain history and certain websites, but and this is according to uh, finfanatic.com. And okay. I didn't have time to do, to go do the full research, but I so know if it, so, I know so this is wrong. factual. But okay. I, I want to cite I want to cite where I'm going to read because I'm going to read exactly off the website. Well, and because if it's wrong, not our fault. I don't know. I don't want to blame them. I want to credit credit them for what I'm going to read from their content. History and certain websites will tell you that the Miami Dolphins have appeared on Sunday Night Football. Four times, which would be the second least, but the number is actually three because a 2009 game between the Dolphins and Patriots was flexed out in favor of Vikings Cardinals. The Cowboys had been on Sunday Night Football 56 times. The Eagles are the second most frequent team, and then you have Packers, Steelers, Patriots. All of them have 30 plus appearances. The Dolphins, three times. They haven't played on Sunday night football since 2017. It's a long time ago. That's pretty wild. I actually don't think I could sit here and tell you the last time the Jets played on Sunday night football. It might have been a Patriots game. It's the only thing I could think of. I'll look, though. Hold on. Try to do oh, this. Now we're, now, now we're going to go down this rabbit hole. Well, huh? I mean, you might as well, right? I mean. Oh, see, none of these. No, because these don't have times on them. ESPN doesn't have times. I'm not. I can't do this. Okay, so Sunday night football. Sunday night games were televised yep. by ESPN from '87 to 2005, and TNT oh, here, from '90 oh, to '90. Here we go. Uh, Wikipedia's always got us. Don't you worry. 
Let me go all the way back. Let me go all the way back. Okay, so we're in 2020. The Dolphins lost the first ever Sunday Night Football game. Wow, that's that's a great it's a great thing to have on your. So your I guess ledger. this is according to NBC. I guess. Okay, so I'm 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 into 2019 and I don't see the Jets. So hold on. Just Control uh, so F Jets. It, it gets a little it gets a little because then you go to the top of the page and so you just gotta you just gotta do it this way. You gotta just scroll. Okay, so the Jets did not and it's 2017. So it's been longer for the, the Jets, Jets have, than it's. Chris, the Jets have eight appearances on Sunday Night Football. Well, it's been a while, including it, the postseason. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. I, I can't find the Jets. I'm into 2014, and I can't find the Jets. They are 5-3 and all-time on Sunday Night Football. Okay, I don't know where you found that, but sure. It's in the Wikipedia Sunday Night Football results page. Okay, so I'm going to control F Jets. I'm going to do exactly what you asked me. And, and go to the very time. bottom. Go to the very bottom. But I don't want to be at the very bottom. I want to see where they are. No. If you go to the very bottom of the page, it has the table that has all of the teams with their appearances and the results of their appearances. Oh, all the way at the bottom. Right. That's what I'm telling oh, you. Dolphins are the only that? team in NFL history to never win a Sunday night football game. What is happening? Why didn't, you, why didn't you say that sooner? Chris, stop. Shout out the Bengals. One in 14 on Sunday night football. <laughs> 15 appearances, including the, the postseason. Saint, That's... The Saints are 19 and 7 all time. I had no idea this was a whole subsection. Shout out to the Bills, though. Six and one in seven appearances on Sunday Night Football. Efficiency. Do you you know anybody personally that that is like a diehard Bills fan that would maybe like to hear that information? And like, I don't know of anybody that's like been on the show or anything like that. I mean, my my sister's a Bills fan, so she would like that. But other than that, but other than that, that, no, nobody. Is that like the closest Bills fan that you have, like in your circles? For sure. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I guess that's like third hand for me, but yeah, that, that's that's it for me. Uh, I, I legitimately can't find where the last Jets game was. I'm sure I'm sure a Twitter person will let me know, but I'm into the twenty. So twenty eleven, six, two thousand sixteen, Patriots Jets was flexed out. 20, 2011, got boat raced by the Ravens, thirty four to seventeen. Chargers Jets was also flexed out in two thousand twelve. So you've been flexed out of Sunday Night Football twice. Oh, I, I take it back. I take it back. My apologies, because they did play. It was not Sunday night, but it was Thursday night football. Oh, the butt it was, fumble it game. It was the Thanksgiving game. Yes, that is. I don't think that's considered Sunday night football because it didn't take place on Sunday. Chris, but the yes. butt fumble is the last time the Jets played on a Sunday night football broadcast. Uh, yeah, I know. And they didn't even yeah. play on Sunday night. I know. It's it's hurtful. It's hurtful. Um, okay, are we ready to big board to, to the top five ways to have chicken to get out of here? Yes, I am. And for some reason, if you didn't listen to the start of the show, but you found your way here to the end of the show, it's National Welcome Chicken and Chaos. Waffles Day. Uh, yeah, when Kyle and I get together, it's this definition of chaos. So we decided that we are going to big board the top five chicken dishes. So the top five ways to eat chicken or the top five best ways to have chicken or however you want to describe it. But chicken dishes rank them five to one. And I will tell you, Kyle, chicken and waffles did not make my final list, even though that's the inspiration for the list. That's it did not, did not make the list. That's a shame. And you're and you're gonna hate my number five, but we'll just go five and we'll each share and we'll discuss. But for me, number chicken five, chicken waffles is my number five. Okay, so for me, number five, chicken is is a ancillary part to the dish, but I think it enhances the dish so much that it needs to be mentioned here. Buffalo chicken pizza, chicken Alfredo, Re- regular uh, fettuccine Alfredo on its own is great. Big fan of that as a pasta uh, fan myself. But you add some chicken in there. With that sauce, oh boy, takes that dish to the next level. So that comes in at number five for me. 
chicken and waffles is my number five. I, I do enjoy the um, sweetness. I'm not a big carbs guy, right? Like we've already established that. So yep. you're not going to find too many like pasta dishes on here, but I'm a big like the sweet tooth with the syrup and mixing that with the protein. It's, it's like this salty, sweet, tangy, not tangy mix. Um, but I do appreciate a good chicken and waffles. When's the last time you had chicken and waffles real quick? Oh, it's been a long time. It's it's I got to be in the right kind of mood for it. And was it fried chicken or was it a different kind of chicken? No, it was fried chicken. It's the only way to do it. I agree. I agree. Uh, number number four for me, just a good old just a good old chicken wing. What what sauce flavor? Oh, it doesn't matter. The hotter, the you, better, really. Hotter, the better. Yeah, there's a certain so it, spice level where I, it's now an inconvenience, but I'll try anything once. So now it is, you can make the argument that chicken is also a peripheral part of that experience as well. Because it's sure, more because about the, the sauce spice flavor and the taste as compared to the actual chicken. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But okay. A, a good chicken wing, you can't go wrong on a football Sunday. I'm not sure I wholly agree with your outlook on wings themselves, but we'll find out if wings did make my list. Uh, number four for me was chicken parmesan. Oh, love red sauce, that. cheese, yes. breaded chicken. You could put, you can eat it with a salad. You can eat it with spaghetti if you'd like. Noodles. Uh, get some breadsticks in there. That whole experience, if I go to Olive Garden, odds are I'm getting chicken parmesan. And it's been a minute since I've been to Olive Garden. But if I were to go, that's number one on my list. I don't even need to look at the menu. Uh, number three for me, the chicken part of chicken and waffles. Fried chicken is number three for me. Nothing like a good greasy piece of fried chicken. Uh, with so, Listen, that's not what we're doing here, but give me some good sides with it as well. It's a great meal. Okay, so this kind of pissed me off here. <laughs> because... I'm, what? I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two at once. I had chicken wings at three and I had fried chicken at two. So we're okay, we're close. Yeah, but it's just like you gotta jump have the, on me. You and got, we have the right order. We yeah, both we have wings right below the fried chicken. You've just quick snapped me in both cases and gotten the jump I, on introducing both dishes. <laughs> I mean I didn't really introduce fried chicken all that well there, so if you'd like to, go ahead. Do you like it? Okay. Okay. A bunch of questions about chicken here. Please um, ask away. I, I am more of a mild heat or dry rub for my chicken wings in general. Dry, dry rub, a completely underrated way to have a chicken. Oh, I love dry rubs because you, you don't deal with all of the... The mess and the slipperiness of yeah, the wing. And and it, yeah, it's great. It looks like you're an African lion on safari popping up out of a zebra with just like stuff smeared all over your face when you eat it. Right. Like it's a little easier that way. And I appreciate dry rubs for that, especially old Bay dry rub. That's like my number one. My it's last one. Crap. Yes. Of course, old Bay dry rubs going to be on my list. Uh, fried chicken. Do you eat the skin? Fried chicken. Do it. Yeah, of course. Okay. I just know there's people that don't like my yeah, wife does weird. not. That's my wife weird. does not. And then I get into the whole thing where, like, I feel bad about it for, like, the calories, but I totally just eat her skin. Off her chicken. Like, the <laughs> phrasing, right? <laughs> um, do you like it super crunchy, or is it 
more about I want to get into the flavors baked into the ch- or fried no, into the I, chicken. It, it, it's got to have a crunch to it, right? I mean, that's the whole point of it being fried is you want to have that first that first bite to have a good crunch to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, so I've, my last, okay, well, my well, last sorry, question. Sorry, my last no. question. My last question with fried chicken. You have to go so you're you're driving down the road. Okay. Could be anywhere in the country, wherever's okay. convenient for you to answer this question. You get a hankering for fried chicken. Yes. Where do you get it? Uh, can I, I? I'd like to answer your question with a question. Sure. Are you speaking from a fast food perspective? Yes. Or are you? Oh, it's yes. Popeyes. Is it Popeyes though? It's Popeyes. Yeah, it's Popeyes. I think we can all agree it's not KFC, right? It's not KFC, and the only other place that I would even entertain is Popeyes. So. Zaxby's. We don't. I don't think we have a Zaxby's close Chris, enough for me here. We, I don't. We need so. to get you somewhere that has a Zaxby's okay, because well. it, there is a reason the catchphrase is indescribably good. It's with a Z. I'm checking. I'm checking, the, I'm checking the maps here to see if there's one in in Arizona. Z a x b y. I know how to spell. I know how to spell Zaxby's. No, we don't have one. Absolutely craveable chicken is the branded subtag. So fine, I, I I will I will withhold the final answer on that until I have Zaxby's. But I just I do, we don't have one here. What, what about Raisin Cane's? That's not fried chicken. But you can get fried chicken there. No, you cannot. Are you sure? I'm. Uh, the, the did people we not that get chi- did we not get chicken in Vegas from we did, Raisin Cane's? but it was not. They were fingers. They were strips. They weren't. It wasn't fried chicken. Okay. So I've lost where we are on our respective boards because you, we sidebarred. You're on number one. No, no. no I just, you're on number I just, two. I, no, I, I jumped to my what? number two because you said you're number three. My number three is is fried chicken. What was your number right, three? And I, said, and I said fried chicken was my number two. Oh, wings were your number so, three. Uh, yeah, so I reveal my three and two at the same okay. time. So you have number two, and then we both have our number ones. Uh, again, this is a dish of chicken where chicken is a ancillary ingredient but i think it enhances the entire thing by having it in there okay a good old chicken quesadilla number two on the list mm. yeah quesadillas and like there's a whole bunch of mexican dishes that just missed the cut for me like enchiladas quesadillas oh, yeah. chicken burritos fajitas great. fajitas are great yeah, there's a lot of options you could have went with there. But yeah. the, the chicken quesadilla, again, I think a regular quesadilla is great. I think chicken takes it to that next level. So we'll go chicken number two. And then I have okay. to give you my number one. Yeah, go ahead and give me your number one. I mean, it's it. come on. It's a good old chicken finger, chicken strip. I mean, there's no other. There's no better way to have chicken. So, that. you can, so that's you Raising Cane's. Yeah, that's Raising Cane's. And now I will tell you, I could give you a top five list of different chicken, chicken finger styles. Because there are different, like, Cane's is different than, like, the chicken strips you'd get from a fast food place or from a restaurant. There's more of the, the breaded, the, uh, the Wingstop style uh, chicken strips that are more breaded. So it just depends. Wingstop's kind of mid, if we're being honest, for me. Not a big Wingstop guy? Maybe it's just the franchise that's, that's up here by me. The fries are pretty I'd, good. Not a carb guy. I don't eat a lot of fries. Yeah, that's right. No, not a, not a carb guy. It's true. Um. You want my number one? I do, because I don't know what it could be. So you're curious. I'm very curious, because you, it, you just said that a lot of dishes missed the cut. Chicken and yep. waffles is already on the list. Yep. You have wings. You have fried chicken. 
I don't think you're a chicken strip chick, chicken fingers guy. So I'm not. So yeah, I, I don't will, know. What this I will could be. get it at stadiums over like soft pretzels and nachos and that kind of like I'll get chicken fingers instead. We did we did that um, as a as a yeah. tear maker a couple weeks ago. We we did we did. Uh, have you ever had? It's another Mexican dish. Okay. Mole poblano. I have not. Oh my goodness, Chris. You have to have this dish. Okay. It is so good. So it's a Mexican dish. Mole poblano is a rich, thick, red or brown sauce made with chilies, fruits, nuts, seed, and Mexican chocolate. Whoa, this looks great. It is amazing. If I go to a Mexican restaurant and they have mole poblano, there are no further questions, Your Honor. Go ahead and put me two orders in because I'm having one here and I'm taking one home with me. Wow, this looks amazing. It is to die for. I love it. The sauce is so good, too. It's the right, like, the Mexican chocolate, or as uh, some former members of Draft Dudes would say, chocolate, right? Mexican chocolate. And, and Joe's not really gone. We're just really giving him a hard time because he's not here. Um, just for the record. <laughs> you know they're going to be people that be like, man, they they're were like, really going they, in on Joe today. They got rid of Joe. They subtweeted him three times on the pod. And some people probably stopped listening by now, right? Because we're so far into the chicken thing that they legit think that Joe's just gone forever. <laughs> He's back tomorrow, everybody. Don't worry. Um, but it, it it has it does have like a little bit of sweetness. It goes back to the chicken and waffles thing, where it's the right kind of mix of sweet and salty in the same in the sauce. And a lot of times, it's pulled chicken. You know, sometimes you'll get like actual chicken breasts, but I like pulled chicken so it can get mixed all the way through it. And then every bite has that flavor that is mixed in without. It. I, I will tell oh, you a good, it. a good street taco with shredded chicken in it mm-hmm. to die for. So I that agree. would be an honorable mention there as well. Uh, can I very quickly have a, no one cares about your fantasy team. Cause I'm interested in your thoughts on a specific player. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Uh, DeAndre did, did I get your, Oh, we did get your one. Yeah. Chicken strips. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like we should read our boards again because we kind of got all over the place there. So my personal board, chicken Alfredo five, chicken wings four, fried chicken three, chicken quesadilla two, chicken fingers one. And mine was, I just closed half my tabs. So bear with okay. me. Chicken okay. waffles five. That's correct. And I had chicken Parmesan four. That was correct. And then I had fried chicken. No, you had wings and then chicken, fried chicken. Chicken three wings two. three, then fried yep. chicken Standard fried chicken, two, and then mole poblano at one. Uh, no one cares about your fantasy team. And you want to talk about DeAndre Hopkins. I do. That's who I want to talk about because he returns tonight for the Cardinals, right? He, he comes back tonight, right? Because the season, he does six come week back suspension yes. is over. Okay. Yes. I, I, I'm fascinated because they just traded for Robbie Anderson earlier in the week because they don't have Hollywood Brown. A.J. Green's not giving them a whole lot. Do you anticipate? And this might be a quick question and answer, and we can just close the show. But do you anticipate this just being like, okay, DeAndre Hopkins is back. He's going to get 47 targets a game, and that's where Kyler's going to go every time, and they're going to start to find success on offense. Chris, I'm going to read you a couple numbers, okay? Okay. 91. Okay? Okay. Just confirm after every number that you got it, and I'll keep going. 91. 91. 127. 127. 192. 192. 151. 151. 
64. 64. That is a grand total of 1,272 targets for DeAndre Hopkins in 136 career games. Not a math guy, but it's about 10 per game. You can be absolute. DeAndre Hopkins will finish this season with over 100 targets. And he'll have missed five games. Six games. Because they have, they have, what, 11 games left? 10 targets? That's 100, 111? He will finish with over 100 targets on the season. As he They're, should when you consider what the rest of the wide receiver situation looks like there in, in Arizona. Well, they're in desperation panic mode too, right? And so I think just out of out of natural habit, the first place Kyler's going to go at least tonight and probably in the early going is we got to get D-Hop ready to go. Now, I don't know how limited he's going to be right away coming back, right? Is he going to play a full allotment of snaps? We'll see. Um, they're certainly going to need him to because they just don't have uh, enough firepower offensively. But that's that's a fascinating thing that I'm keeping an eye on here as, we, as the Thursday night game uh, kicks off tonight. Dude. Nuke has over 10,000 yards. He had he had over 10,000 yards before he turned 29. Yeah, he just the ball just gets thrown to him a lot, man. Like he he came into the 2021 season with over 10,000 receiving. It was like 10,009. Crazy good numbers, man. They they would have to be completely out of their mind insane to not throw the ball to him 15 times a game. Or just be completely inefficient as an offense. What do you think his his? And obviously, this is more of a question for like fantasy owners, right? Like uh, dynasty owners, because nobody nobody does care about your fantasy team. But like, what do you think the longevity of DeAndre Hopkins looks like? That's it's, what a great question. I have no idea what the answer to that is. It's really interesting for the sense that he is a really technical route runner, right? And he's never been like an A1 athlete. So I'm more inclined to believe that unless his body breaks down with injuries, he's going to be able to sustain quality level of play. Now, maybe not 106 to 116 receptions for three straight seasons like he posted from 18 to 20 before he missed seven games last year. But I have to imagine, and and maybe not even to the degree in Larry Fitzgerald, because that's such an extreme example of how long Larry played and just how different mm-hmm. he became as a player. I think DeAndre can, can, I don't see any reason why he couldn't play another five, six years at a reasonably high level. I, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Just what that offense is going to look like. Over the next couple of years, I think it's going to be the oh, interesting the big thing. Mi- the big mystery, right? The big mystery, yeah. Who's calling plays? Who's coaching that team? All that stuff. Do you do you have any other offensive coordinator? I know we had this conversation in the staff meeting a couple weeks ago. Let's say you fire Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. What candidate are you hiring to work with Kyler Murray to maximize Kyler Murray? I, so you, I, I, the hesitation is I just I, I caution against the idea of, of our immediate position being we have to get an off another offensive minded head coach in there. But you right? need one. But do to I work with Kyler? Or, 
or do I need to have a coach that is able to delegate and pick a really good offensive coordinator? Because I'll give you a perfect example, Kyle. Brian Dable's the head coach in New York. It's not calling plays. He's got a great offensive coordinator that's calling plays. Doing a good job right now. You don't need you don't need to be the one that's got your fingerprints all over it. So I get it. You want to bring in an offensive mastermind. You want to bring in a Sean McVay type that can really scheme stuff up. And we're going to do this. We're going to have a lot of motion. We're going to get guys open. We're going to create conflict for the defense. We're really going to make them focus on every play of where guys are going. I get it. I understand that. But do you need to have that be your head coach? I don't know if you need to have that be your head coach. You just need to make sure your offensive coordinator is that kind of guy. Hear me out. Okay. This is always a great way to start something. The Ravens season continues on the path that it's on. Wow. John Harbaugh is going to be the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? No. Oh. But Lamar Jackson gets the franchise tag and demands a trade from the team. In the midst of him getting traded, John Harbaugh says, well, if we don't have a quarterback with the strengths of Lamar Jackson and what he can bring to the quarterback run game, I want to go with a more traditional offensive coordinator than Greg Roman. They fired Greg Roman. And what if the Cardinals' next coaching staff includes Vic Fangio and Greg Roman, who were the coordinators for Jim Harbaugh's San Francisco 49ers team back in the early 2010s. I don't think you would find a complaint amongst Cardinal fans for those to be part of your coaching staff, those two minds, both on offense and defense. So either you have to hire Greg Roman away by making him the head coach to work with Kyler, or you hire Vic Fangio, who is in sabbatical right now, and hope that the Ravens season goes as such that it's totally off the rails and that they relieve Greg Roman of his duties to go in a different direction offensively. Put it on the board as the utopian outcome because I would much rather have Kyler in this offense working with that than another year of what they currently have. It is not good. It is not good. Also not good is the... Um, the vocals these days. Yeah, so we got to go get out of here. Bow. Yeah, we're going to put a bow on this thing. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert, two best friends talking football, guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks for friends over at Ben Online for their continued support of the show as well. Thanks for listening. Hope to talk to you all again tomorrow for Takes on Takes. Make it a great Thursday. Enjoy tonight's games. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you were at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.